G'day guys, welcome to this week's weekly developer update. I'm CW and joining once again we have Armenio. How are you mate? Nah, doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Yeah, exciting time. Um, obviously, uh, the last couple of days, we've seen a lot of chatter around the privacy side of things and specifically Tornado Catch and um, sort of the developers, uh, sort of some unfavorable things happening on that side. But ultimately, the protocol or the the, the contract is still running. Um, so let's discuss sort of privacy and, and Tornado Catch for a little bit. Sure. Uh, sure. I think, you know, we should start with the assumption that... Um, you know, if you look at what cryptocurrency is, it's the ability to uh, create a social consensus and uh, some form of uh, creation and emission of money without the permission of a third party. Yep. Third parties don't like that. Uh, you know, some of these systems are uh, kind of empowered by this ability to have uh, privacy on the peer side uh, so people can conduct their uh, business, their transactions without uh, being babysat. And babysitters don't like that. So, you know, I, I think that in a way it's kind of uh, somewhat common sense. But, you know, there is there is an element of truth there that, you know, if you look at like the uh, tornado cash side, it's like, okay, well, there was a profit incentive there. There was a UI there. You know, there were some things that, okay, they touched that somebody didn't like. You know, I don't care. But yeah, uh, in terms of in terms of you know the, like the legality of it, sir. Certainly, some of the technology that we work with in this space is a little bit gray, and uh, you know it's it's not necessarily uh, gray because it's not useful. It's uh, gray because it's disruptive, yeah. right? And ultimately, uh, you know, if if we're going to try to push uh, this technology forward, uh, we're not always going to color in the lines. And you know what? Uh, that's great. You know, exactly. uh, in my opinion, in my <laughs> yeah. opinion, that's great. That's a sign that we're doing something right. You know, if it was only the, uh, you know, let's say technology or frameworks that's totally accepted uh, in the current system, it's not anything new. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think that uh, you know, certainly for some people, it it makes them think twice about uh, participating, and you know, it's one of those things where. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that there always needs to be room in this space for anonymous development, right? I, I think clear assumptions are important, but you know, certainly if someone uh, you know looks at the Ergo mixer, yeah, we don't know who built it, right? Yep. Um, but you have the ability to audit it fully. You have the ability to understand how it works, and you have the ability to run it locally. And if you do that, you kind of inherit. Uh, your own risks, your own assumptions, your own liabilities. Uh, and really, that's what decentralization should be about at the end of the day. Um, I'm sure uh, some people have been reading this week about, you know, different proposals for, you know, uh, what uh, is going to uh, fit the term of a money broker and all of this great nonsense in the U.S. Well, you know, the ideal is to run everything locally, right? Uh, be in charge of your local state. Um, yeah. And... You know, at that point, uh, you kind of avoid or sidestep a lot of this nonsense, in my opinion. But, yep. you know, it's uh, somewhat uh, counterproductive when it comes to this idea of, like, let's get normies involved, right? Because normies don't always want to uh, 
you know, yeah. let's say run in code or run infrastructure or run their own front end. And, you know, I think that hopefully, um, you know, th- the best we can do is make that as easy as possible and put a lot of material out that uh, encourages people to do so because it protects them. Yeah, most definitely. So there's a couple of sort of things we can touch on. Um, firstly, on the tornado cash front, you did mention having a, a UI fee, um, the profit incentive there with a token and bits and pieces there. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. Actually, let's be honest, I'm not against it. They oh, built oh, it, they you know, proof of work, I let them, let them do it. But, you know, then it's it's one of those things where, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, sometimes coloring in the lines in this uh, <laughs> space is, is difficult because nobody even knows what the lines are or where they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, some people say, okay, well, you know, if we have clear lines, then, you know, at least we'll have some notion of a fair game or some expectation of that. And then, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, I, I always hope that in the crypto space, whatever the lines are, wherever they're drawn, whenever they're drawn, people just build cool shit and they do it anonymously. Worst, worst case. Yeah, exactly. And that we've seen that the whole sort of cyberpunk mindset, people go out and do their own thing and continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, the the hardcore cypherpunks know how to cover their tracks and everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. From the perspective of like Tornado Cash, once again, having that centralized UI, it's one sort of central entity or, or choke point that they can um, basically try and shut down, um, whether that's putting pressure on um, like hosting companies, et cetera, et cetera. But the difference then is the contract's still running on chain. If you have any sort of announce about you, you can still interact with the contract. Um without going through that UI. The cool thing about the Ergo Mixer being sort of run locally, you do, it sort of sidesteps or circumvents that entire sort of centralized UI front. Um, So Mm. having everything run locally, interact directly with the chain and um, the biggest thing being non-custodial as well, you keep control of your coins at all times and things like that. I think it's a pretty pretty cool piece of tech. No, it's it's an amazing piece of technology. Uh, I'm sure it's great. Um, You know, I I think that, in terms of like, you know, people need to, I guess, inherit their own liability in, in terms of using technology like that. But I'm happy that it exists. And, uh, you know, moving forward, whatever the quote unquote lines are, huh, you know, <laughs> I hope people build what's useful and what, you know, provides value and tooling that, uh, you know, p- benefits people, benefits users. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of sit back and, uh, you know, just watch the space. What else can I do? <laughs> exactly. Build the tools to utilize everything. And the cool thing, um, a lot of people do know this, but a lot of people sort of aren't aware also, is the ability to mix native tokens. So mm-hmm. any bridge tokens under Ergo, you can spit up some uh, liquidity, put it in the mixer and things like that. So um, I think that's a, a really important piece of uh, technology um, moving forward, not just for Ergo, but for the entire crypto space as a whole. Yeah, privacy is important, you know, and, and the truth is, if you look at like, oof, I don't know, digital advancement, uh, kind of direction of the world, it's getting away from Ergo a little bit, but I would I would say that the, like this notion of privacy is probably one of the most important things that people need to protect long term because, you know, the truth is, if you start to build a world on systems with absolutely no privacy, I don't think there's any going back. Yeah, like that, that's a hard that's a hard cat to get back in the bag once you <laughs> let it out. Not that I condone putting cats in bags. <laughs> yeah, Bradberg. 
<laughs> yeah, put him in a bag, start coding that stratum into a satergo. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's an interesting point. Um, and it's one thing I always say as well is you don't really need it until you need it. It's like no, it's... along with privacy, security, things like this. People don't really sort of put an emphasis on it until it's actually needed. And by that point, it's kind of too far gone and there's no going back. Well, I, I think that uh, people don't really understand or respect privacy. And that's kind of become a a common thing, uh, you know, with, with kind of the, I don't know, ease of a lot of technology that we're surrounded by. Um, but it's important. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's something that, you know, ultimately is there to kind of protect you from the world, right? <laughs> and uh, I, I, I think that's, uh, you know, an important factor to consider that, you know, everybody needs to look at in terms of, uh, you know, sometimes what is in private uh, doesn't die yep. in the digital age. And, you know, there's a lot of considerations people need to look there. Now, when you're talking specifically about your money, yeah, absolutely. You can have a, you know, hardware wallet and, uh, you know, all the greatest security features digitally and, and this $5 wrench might get past that, right? So <laughs> you know, everybody out there, you know, watch your six and uh, really take care of yourselves. Yeah. And that's the old, uh, the age old saying, um, what is it? Basically saying, I've got nothing to hide. Why should I worry about it? And it's not like you go and yeah. buy a coffee and you have your wallet open and flaunting your credit card number around or the amount of cash I, and things. So. You know, I, I, I have to say, CW, whenever I hear that, like there's a, there's a small voice in my brain that says, "Hey, why are you wearing clothes?" <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, no, I mean it's true. Why do you wear clothes? Part of that is privacy. So yeah. the world doesn't judge you, or it doesn't come and take advantage of you. And so if anybody ever says, "Oh, you know, I have nothing to hide," it's like, all right, well, what are you a nudist? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Put your money where your mouth is. That's you know. It, mate. <laughs> And as you can see, we're both fully closed. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's saving everyone's eyes. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, uh, let's sort of jump into this before we get too far off track. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Kicking things off, it looks like we have Prag Maxine. So he has U Explorer almost ready for testing after a couple of cleanup rounds, but currently without Swagger, which will take him another few days. So it's unknown territory with the Zio HTTP and then going to carefully test it through Swagger and then some comparison scripts against the node. It's good to see. Looking forward to you, Explorer. Mm. Uh, looks like next we have C8 with Bitmasks. Um, they've added uh, beginner-friendly onboarding information to the website. So if you're interested in Bitmasks, uh, check out their website. Yep. Following on, we have Green Hat. So it's continuing the revamp with the Ergo Trio valid errors. And what he's completed so far is implemented source spans for all relevant IR nodes. Uh, it's checked all the code where eval error errors uh, originate and added relevant context info and also finished pretty printer for literals and S-type. As you can see, there's a signal uh, Rust link provided. And then next up, we'll be implementing pretty printing for the rest of the IR nodes. Then just a reminder, we on vacation starting tomorrow. We're back on the September 4th. Enjoy, mate. All right. 
looks like next we have uh, Leto Pixel. So looks like he's still working on mobile erg. Uh, those of you that don't know, he was uh, playing around with sending it uh, via SMS. Pretty exciting uh, to watch. Yeah, that's a cool build. Yeah. Uh, I hope to update the repository before the end of this week with the code and new connection schemes for Raspberry Pi 4 and Pi 0. I've already finished sending a certain amount of erg when receiving a call from a certain number. Now I'm trying to make it possible to indicate the amount to send and the destination wallets by sending an SMS. Uh, on the other hand, I finished some files to install the node in a very simple way, uh, directly by inserting a USB. Pretty cool. Uh, from Mac or Linux and from Windows. So check out uh, his GitHub, uh, Ladle Pixel. Yeah. I want to check out some pretty cool videos as well. Um, head over to his Twitter account or X account, whatever you want to call it now. Um, it's got some cool things up there and it's pretty exciting to watch. Okay. Next up, uh, why Christian's been helping out in the community once again. So there's a PR put and put through for the community. Um, they can do NFT trading using the um, tipper bots. So Lua Bach has implemented a way to actually have uh, trading the greasy sex tokens um, through the tipper bot, which is pretty exciting. Let's see. Uh, looks like next we have Kushti. So he's been working on the uh, reference client uh, 5.0.14 looks like he's got one unmerged aspect that he's in uh, reviewing so I expect that we'll see that yeah, maybe even drop by the time this video uh, comes public uh, looks like he started some prototyping and is going to continue writing for the fast configuration and block uh, transaction propagation that's uh, part of the 6.0 uh, roadmap uh, for chain cash he added refund pass to reserve contract uh, the repo has been moved to Chain, or <clears throat> Chain Cash Labs. Uh, so set up a GitHub dedicated to Chain Cash. A uh, new repo started for the payment server. Uh, looks like Soyzor has been working on that, and uh, he's been in discussions with uh, Bruno. Uh, those of you that don't know, Bruno um, is uh, kind of the architect behind uh, the AGUSD protocol and as well as Gluon. Um then on to Dexy. Uh, as the Spectrum LP code does not support testnet out of the box, code for us is hacking off-chain bots to make them working there. Uh, Dimitri Yusof, Dead IT, is deploying uh, LP front-end, and there's an ongoing discussion regarding GORT tokenomics, which is the Gold Oracle Reward token. Yep. It's also probably um, good to mention uh, the Ergo Forum post that Alex put out um, in regards to scaling solutions, um, both sort of L2, et cetera. Um, yeah. I encourage everyone to jump over there and give that a read. It's really insightful. Also provide some feedback. If you have any suggestions or um, different articles, proposals, et cetera, um, join the conversation because Alex loves talking about it. Okay, next it looks like we have liquid phase and the terahertz.fm update. So he's integrated out, uh, PayPal and Venmo checkout API for musicians who opt into fiat sales and dist distribution. Also for musicians who want to self-distribute in a legacy manner, not on the blockchain. I thought PayPal was a better option than Stripe to integrate because of their recent stablecoin launch. 
and how many people will likely use it. Also uh, discussed in the white paper, the handling of fiat payouts will be handled automatically on a uh, schedule and or by the artist manual request, the button clicked on their dashboard, and trackable API for sales and statistics. However, to obfuscate the PayPal business developer account, a legitimate business entity needs to be in control of the account. And as of now, it's his own company, so it's LLC, uh, DBA, terahertz.fm. And he will uh, likely be in discussions with a trust estate lawyer this week to set up the terahertz trust to hand over login keys and any other information uh, mission critical to the Dow operations and fiat payout mechanisms to the lawyer for safekeeping. It's probably an interesting point there as well. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to uh, designate that majority uh, vote to those who hold terahertz. Uh, will be utilised to manage the trust. It's a very complex legal setup and one that needs to be done, uh, really need to explore to set up properly. Yeah, he also may need to contact Terahertz Wales to get them involved at the very least by identity, identifying their ergo address, which holds Terahertz, uh, so that they can maintain some sort of voting mechanism for the trust to work. So this is, as far as he can tell, another real-world application for crypto that he hasn't seen before managing a complex trust by anonymous members who utilize tokens based out of the identif identified wallets. There's lots, lots to unpack and figure out. So I dare say there's going to be a lot of back and forth there from on the legal side of things. Uh, so next up, we'll focus on finishing up the forms on the front end, which the users use to create and publish music releases, but culminating in the form used to create smart contract albums using the Ergo contracts. And then after that, it's just UI, UX for the rest of the collection items. So that includes artists, venues, events, etc., and some testing before an MVP launch. So it's hoping to be able to set up event ticketing and artist staking before the MVP, but we'll see. That's awesome to see. Yeah, lots to work through, but yeah, start the ball rolling and, and tick things off as you go. All right, it looks like next we have MHS from Rosenbridge. Uh, you know, they're in the process of uh, going through code review. Looks like they found a couple of bugs and fixes. Uh, found a serious bug in the watcher system. The watchers do not care about a minimum bridge fee while the guard set do. So a set of malicious watchers can report low fee transactions, rendering other watchers to lose money. Uh, the fix is simple and ongoing. Uh, they also encountered an issue while generating a Cardano transaction in the front end. Sometimes it raises an error not allow uh, ADA leftover to include non-ADA assets in the change address. After investigating, we found out the problem is the function add inputs from in the TX builder of the Cardano serialization library. Uh, they have an active issue for it, but uh, without any signs of progress, and it looks like it's in the Emergo GitHub, so good luck. Uh, currently, we are charged are changing the implementation to uh, change box and box selection on our side. Uh, the test bridge is shut down, so they'll announce the launch date soon. And there's also been some ongoing R&D uh, around uh, EVM-based chains. Uh, we've solutions for most of the needs and have tested uh, part by part. In a few weeks, we'll finalize these parts and we'll begin integrating them into the whole system. That's pretty exciting because uh, you know, the EVM is pretty dominant and uh, having EVM-based tools really opens up a lot of potential chains that uh, Rosen can plug into. 
yeah, exactly. Uh, utilize their DeFi bridge to and from, etc. Um, open up the Ergo ecosystem as well, like we sort of touched on uh, in the intro, being able to utilize mixing tokens and um, yeah, integrate to their DEXs and things like that. It'd be pretty cool to see um, the whole ecosystem open up. Okay, next it looks like we have Morphic on the Sigma side, started to work on better modulization of Sigma as described on the following link. Uh, there's also two new PRs towards 5.0.11, just waiting on Kushti's review. Has sorted issues for version six, added more issues related to the version six on the Ergo front. Upgraded Ergo node to use the latest Sigma 5.0.10. That's merged into Ergo 5.0.14. Uh, it's also reviewed Ergo PRs um, on the AppKit front, upgraded AppKit with version 5.0.10. They'll be released after the Ergo node version 5.0.14, which is up next. Uh, miscellaneous published an article called AI and Blockchain, the yin and yang of the digital age. I'm yet to read that one. Yeah, I'll have to jump on there and give that a read. That was a good article. I, I really enjoyed it. Yep. To jump on there, encourage everyone else to do so as well. I've been a bit slack on that front. And next up, we'll finalize the Sigma modulization PR and we'll continue multi-sig implementation. All right. Looks like uh, next, Louis Vatra has given us an update about the Paideia beta. Uh, continued working on bug fixes in the UI UX before the public beta launch. Next week, uh, we'll be more focused on this as well as back-end bug fixing. I'm ready to play with Paideia. I don't know about you. <laughs> it's kind of like little carrot just dangling there. Like everyone's yeah. like, hey, You know what? In. They got to they gotta clean it up and do what they got to do. So yeah. no worries. Yeah. I'm just excited about the potential. I think it's a big... A step forward in terms of like the maturity of governance, which is really cool to see. Uh, next, we got Crux uh, creating endpoints for serving data to advanced trading view charts. Uh, created endpoints to serve history of spectrum actions by sell LP add remove. Uh, created endpoint for searching and serving token list with data regarding the token's performance on spectrum. Uh, created worker to keep the table filled with historic erg price. And it looks like next up, uh, they're going to create a portfolio endpoint for better insight into the value, uh, the total value of a wallet, which includes staked and uh, LP positions, invested tokens, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Lots going on. Uh, it's pretty cool screenshots as well of the UI on the crux front. Um, plenty of eye candy going on there. I think it's going to appeal to a lot of people. Well, it looks like here's the article that you'd mentioned earlier looks like yep. uh Kushti dropped the initial rough plan for fast confirmations and block transactions yep so that's sort of yeah the intro there tying into uh or stepping into the, the nipper power and utxo set snapshot once that's been released it's now optimizing lo and uh, layer zero and yeah looking at sort of sub blocks and i think the term he uses is uh weak blocks but i think it's kind of like a, I don't know, how, how would you describe that? Kind well, of an unfavorable term? Um, no, I, I think weak blocks is is good if you're looking at it from like the security perspective, right? Oh, and I know that yeah. 
that's exactly where Alex uh, and the core team needs to come from yeah. <laughs> in, in building this type of thing. Right. And I'm sure that, you know, as, as it's more finalized, uh, it can be pushed more towards like the front side of the market where people say, Hey, you know, let's, uh, you know, perhaps rebrand this in a way that's easier to explain or, uh, you know, sounds better. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've heard, you know, cold blocks, hot blocks. There's, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, discussions out there. So I'm curious to see where the community comes together and lands. Um, yeah. You know, most important thing, though, is security assumptions, right? So at the end of the day, I think looking at it from weak blocks and understanding the trade-offs there and, uh, you know, kind of the timing in terms of like network consensus around weak blocks is is important. So I think we're yeah. at the right uh, starting point. Uh, I think yeah. it should develop and maybe get a coat of paint on it at the end, right? <laughs> but yeah. The it's just a simple net... term, piece of terminology and things like that. And exactly. Totally exactly. understand Alex's perspective. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll get there. I'm, I'm excited. I, I think anyway, it's nice when the community jumps in and wants to name stuff. Yep. Yep. Most, most definitely. Like I sort of mentioned earlier, jump on there, give it a read and provide some feedback and discussions and things like that. Because yeah, uh, the more minds that have been put to this, um, yeah, the mind share will sort of accelerates this and considers different perspectives and things like that as well. So yeah, very important. Yep. Okay. Next we have the big cheese, cheese enthusiast and on the Sigma fire front successfully tested the price-based liquidations via Spectrum LP box, also made initial outline for tradable NFT bonds. So also, also considering tokenized bonds, which could be distributed amongst multiple people at once. Pretty interesting. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Looks like uh, next, next we've got the Comet team. And it says, since Simon is banned from developer <laughs> chats, I will post this for him. Well... I guess if you really want to contact Simon, everybody, he's around in Baseless and a couple of a couple other channels that we probably shouldn't mention here. Um, you know, I don't really want to know what he did to get banned from the developers chat. So let's <laughs> ask no questions, tell no lies. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, this looks like the Comet update. So Comet has officially cloned the Ergo Mobile Wallet and added a Comet logo. Uh, made it spin 360 degrees and called it Comet Wallet. Uh, he and his partner also added numerous transactions. And it says, tip me a beer and uh, drop the uh, tip address. Well, good luck with that. I hope they keep it up to date. Um, the I Comet guess. team's developed two wallets now. Yeah. And a Dex yeah. front end. Yeah. Yeah, so they, the boys do have some fun and things like that, and good to see them venturing out and having a play and things like that. So, yeah, it's a cool thing about open source, but, yeah. It is, it is. It's Mind fun for the community to play with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, next up we have uh, Death, Death Grips On in the Analog Ergo update. I always find that name such a tongue twister. So have been very busy for the last month with personal life and family-related things, so I was not able to produce much of an output. That being said, he's working on Atomic API on the Git to make it easier for him to automatically test the protocol. So the current goals include improving the encryption client's data handling and streamlining the protocol interactions for any potential client that is 
uh, compatible with the protocol in the future. Awesome to see. Let's see. Bit of chatter here and databases and things. I think it's uh, uh, next. We've got MGPI. It looks like. Yep. Uh, looks like with Zengate, uh, shopping cart payment shipping implemented in the database. Uh, app design for traceability portals complete. The MVP IPFS integration is complete. Uh, the NFT viewer UI is complete. Logic in progress. Uh, the winter MVP library and backend is complete. Uh, with Phoenix, they've added ErgoPay support. The hold token contracts and testing is complete. Uh, with Lilium, uh, partial ErgoPay support is complete. Needs to be responsive for mobile too. Uh, with ErgoNames, the UI implementation is in process and the subdomain contract is in process, the final contract. So MGPy is busy as always. It looks like... Uh, Yeah, I guess he keeps going, but that's more side conversation. Yeah, lots going on there. He's working on multiple fronts and also spending a bit of time away as well. Um, I saw a post that he was with uh, Mick from Blitz P TCG at the Rare Bloom. So it's good to see getting out and meeting people in real life. It's cool to see. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'll probably uh, meet up with them tomorrow. Awesome. Sounds good. A little bit of FOMO there, I can tell you. So once a, again, another jam-packed uh, week. So lots of things going on. Um, I don't know, we sort of touched on a couple of times, the scaling solutions. I know a lot of people sort of have discussed about um, Ergo's two-minute block times, and um, I think it's quite well aware of why it, the two-minute time was sort of chosen. Um, but, yeah, there's lots mm -hmm. of scaling solutions in the toolbox here ready for Ergo to sort of expand the horizons. Yeah, I think that... Uh... A lot of the times people don't necessarily understand proof of work and, uh, you know, proof of work in a way is not designed for uh, like throughput or fast confirmations because this notion of like finality is based on the amount of energy that's added after a transaction is submitted, right? Yeah, that's and the big one, the, the so, term I think is finality not confirmation yeah it's finality it's not it's not just confirmation it's finality and so if you look at it from the perspective of finality and proof of work that's really what's important and uh i don't know sometimes you know going fast is really sexy in this space right so you know there's been a million projects that say we have a billion jillion trillion million uh you know tps and, you know, it does open questions, right? You know, where do you put the data number one? And, you know, how do you achieve that? What's the system look like? And uh, I understand, like, from the user experience, uh, people don't like to submit something. And, you know, I guess you kind of hit what I call the Gaza block where, you know, <laughs> you submit something and then, boom, we hit that the 10-minute, 15-minute block, which is painful, but proof of work does have kind of a randomness and luck to it. So every once in a while you know you just run into that um now uh, you know hopefully if we can get uh you know block confirmation times right and we'll help people you know they won't sweat as much they'll see hey something's happened yeah uh, but it doesn't change this notion of finality 
And that's actually really important to understand uh, if you're going to understand your assumptions working with a proof of work system. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. It's probably something that we can highlight a little bit more in the ecosystem as well is that notion of finality and not just the confirmation time for blocks. So, um, yeah, very yeah. useful term there. All right, guys, uh, thanks once again for tuning in to the weekly developer update. Always uh, find this time of the week um, most entertaining, jumping on and seeing what everyone's putting together. So thanks for that. And Joe, always a pleasure chatting. Yeah, my pleasure to be here. Um, Hope everybody out there is having a great weekend. And uh, yeah, tune into the next one. Have fun up at uh, Rare Bloom, mate. Enjoy. Say good day to everyone. Rare Evo now. They changed the name. Oh, Rare Evo. Yeah, sorry. Rare Evo. That's all right. Um, same thing. All right. Exactly. All right, mate. Take care. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Have a good one.